0: You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And it has been brought to my attention over the last 24 or 48 hours that maybe I am too biased in my history, my thinking about what is going on in the housing market. I was challenged, or at least I took it as a personal challenge to say, you know what? What could cause a housing crash much like we experienced in 2006 through 2010-ish? So I've been thinking about that all morning. I put together some information just so we could all be on the same page. And yes, I am going to answer the question, what I believe could, could cause the next housing crash. So after hours and hours of research, I'm going to share it all with you. This is what I think could cause the next housing crash. And really what this comes from is there are several YouTube channels out there uh, with creators who didn't really personally experience the last crash. If you've heard my story, you know that I've been in the market for rental properties since 2002, started research in 2001. So I was buying in the last craziness. I experienced the top. I experienced the crash, and all of those things. There are some channels out there talking about the next crash is going to be bigger than 2008. They're not old enough to remember. They were certainly not in it. Uh, But let's have that conversation. So the first thing I want to do is I want to remind you just how bad the Great Recession was for real estate. So Between 2007 and 2010, it is estimated that 3.8 million homes were lost to foreclosure. That does not include short sales. 3.8 million homes went back to the bank. So if you just average that out, that's over a million homes a year went back to the bank. Something else that you should know and realize is that in the Great Recession, we saw five years, five years of negative home price appreciation. That number is country uh, across the nation. Again, and the largest single year was 8.9%. Again, I'm giving you the baseline to talk about how a housing crash could happen this time. Something else to remember, 2008, right in the middle of the crash, 20% of all housing transactions were REOs, meaning a bank was the seller. 11% of all home sales were what they called short sales. So doing the math, one third of every single housing transaction was a distressed or highly motivated seller. Just for reference sake, total transactions in 2008 bottomed at 4.12 million home sales. As an example of how bad it got in some areas, in Madera, California, 54.6% of all home sales in 2008 were REOs. Stockton, California... 51.1 percent of all home sales were reos and again remember if you're gonna call the next housing crash bigger than the last one you better know the numbers from the last one so these are pretty crazy now let's talk about oh let's do one more las vegas las vegas nevada 61.4 percent of every home in las vegas was underwater in 2008. Now let's talk about the setup. The setup for the 07 to 2010 crash, the Great Recession, this is what other channels are calling the next crash, bigger than the last one. 44 to 48% of every loan was a subprime loan. Roughly half of every mortgage done was to a subprime or credit challenged borrower on top of that 50% of every mortgage transaction completed in 08 was an adjustable rate mortgage 14% of every mortgage was a negative amortization or pick a payment or the stupidest most toxic loan ever created again when you hear channels calling about the next housing bubble being better, bigger than the last. Let's remember that some of them didn't experience the last and they haven't done the research. This is crazy. So, okay, let's talk about the setup right now and what could cause a crash bigger than the last one. First, we have to look at the cause of the last one, which really was built on a foundation of horrible lending. All right, let's talk about lending in twenty twenty or 2021. Everyone that I talk to, people that follow this channel will fully admit that lending is getting tighter, not easier. Tighter, not easier. Percent of loans going to subprime borrowers under 5%, not 44 to 48%. Percent of loans that are adjustable rate mortgage today, 2%, not 50%. And an adjustable rate mortgage is a problem because when the payment resets, the owner gets payment shock and can't afford it. So again, today is 2% before was 50% percent of pick a payment or ninja loans today, zero before 14. Again, not the right setup. How about equity position? What have we seen the last couple of years? We have seen price appreciation. Price appreciation does not lead to negative equity. Again, what was the big cause in the crisis last time is foreclosures beget more foreclosures, right? One third of every transaction was a distressed or bank seller. The banks were involved. So, okay, given all of that as a foundation, how the heck could we be in a bubble bigger than last time? How can we have a crash bigger than last time? Well, there's only a couple of ways you get there. In my opinion, I would love to hear from you if you have other ideas. The most common thing I hear from folks is rising rates. Rising rates are going to crush housing. Housing's going to be unaffordable. It's going to fall off a cliff. Boom, 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 kaboom. Well, rising rates will impact housing without question. However, it won't have the impact that most think. It's not connected at least as quickly as most people think. Again, I ask you to research I've done over 50 years. We saw interest rates rise 800 basis points. That would be like today going from 2.5% to 10.5%. The last time interest rates went up 800 basis points, housing went up every year. Now it did go up a very little bit in one year, but it was still positive, not negative. What happens when interest rates go up and go up substantially? Transactions stop. Transaction stop. Housing transactions slow down. Builders build a lot less. The people that do sell are the ones that have to. Transactions stop. Value doesn't fall as expected. Okay, not gonna be rising interest rates, at least not immediately. How about the fact that we start giving yes answers to people that should get no answers? Again, remember, what was really the foundation of the Great Recession? It was the fact that somewhere between 44% and 48% of borrowers were subprime. They had credit issues. Again, remember, I've been doing this for a while. I told you, I was declining renters and they were getting yes answers from banks. That is simply not happening today. Lending is harder. That could change. This is something to watch. If we start giving yes answers to people that should get no answers, we will have a problem. But that is not happening today. How about banks? Man, it's going to be hard to have a housing crash with all of these things, right? Okay, banks last time. And again, as someone who was buying last time, I experienced this. Some channels out there are too young to have experienced this. This is what banks said last time. Borrower calls bank. Hey, Mr. Mrs. Bank, I'm in trouble. I can't make my payment. Bank says sorry, we won't talk to you for 90 days. Click. What are they saying today? Oh, you're in trouble? Go in forbearance. Click this link on the website. You're good. Banks are reacting entirely different today. So banks aren't going to be the reason that causes the next financial crash bigger than the last one. Okay. How about distressed sellers? One third of all housing transactions last time were distressed. Today, under 3%. How about foreclosures? We had 3.8 foreclosures. That means it went back to the bank. That does not include short sales. What do we have today? 100,000, 150,000. It's just not set up, but I did promise you an opinion on what could cause the next housing crash. And it's really quite simple. We need to create, or the environment needs to have homeowners in financial trouble. That's what needs to happen. It's not going to be adjustable rate mortgages because we have 2% today versus 50% before. We are not having credit bar- credit challenged homeowners get yes answers. They are getting no answers. So that's out. The only thing, that I could see causing a great recession like housing collapse is one thing. It's not rising interest rates, it's none of that stuff. We would need to have unemployment rise to 20% and stay there for several years. That's what would cause the next housing crash. People would, homeowners would deplete savings, banks would be going to forbearance for a while and eventually have enough they would start trickling out inventory in 2023, 2024, 2025. That could cause a housing crash on par with the housing crash of 08. That's all I see. High prices by themselves are not an issue. Housing is a leveraged business. It's payment And again, we have had historical examples of interest rates going up 800 basis points from, say, two and a half to ten and a half. Prices did not fall last time. We would need a great depression. We would need a great depression on steroids to last years. And then, yes, housing would be a problem. This is all I could think of. It's not the lending standards. It's not the price. It's not rising rates. It's not bad loans. The only thing I could see is horrific unemployment jumping, rising, and lasting years. That's all I could think of. So let me know what you think of this. Leave comments below. This is all data-based and experience-based. I was buying in the last crisis, unlike other channels. I was challenged to think about the other side. So I did. And this is what I came up with. Let me know what you think. Have a wonderful day. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like hearing from someone who experienced the last crisis and profited from it. Bye.